to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and we are thrilled to have with us as our guest today, Mike Roberts, the recently promoted Vice President of Produce Operations for Harp Food Stores. Mike has had a long accomplished career at Harps, and he's also been an incredibly generous contributor to the industry overall, very involved with Southeast Produce Council and, and other industry groups as well. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Ashley. I appreciate you having me on today. And, uh, you know, I always, always like enjoying, uh, you know, uh, to, to giving back and to uh, uh, participating in industry events to keep the, you know, the consumption of fresh fruits and vegetables uh, moving right along for, the, for, for everyone. Very neat. Well, first of all, tell me about tell me about your uh, your recent promotion. Or are you? Is it a thing where you're doing the same things you were, but now it's being recognized in what you're being called? Or do you have a few new things on your plate these days? Well, so there's never a lack of things to do. Uh, but uh, you know, really, uh, with the with the growth that we've had over the past uh, several years uh, and getting to be uh, a larger chain, uh, you know, my CEO uh, Kim Eskew. Uh, thought it was time that to, to recognize the uh, the directors uh, within our company uh, and and move them to another level. Uh, so we're still doing the, basically the same thing. You know, there may be some layers one day. You never know, but uh, uh, we're still functioning the same way. Uh, just just a little bit more of a of, of a title uh, and maybe you know more responsibility with that to 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 to, to add to your jobs every day. So uh, uh, very very honored to, to have that title. Uh, never, never thought I would have that in front of my name. So I'm very blessed to, blessed to have that title by me. And, uh, but we're still, we're still the same people. We just get up and work hard every day. Well, it couldn't be more well-deserved. I, I know everybody who is, who is familiar with your work, uh, feel, feels the same. What are some of the, the fun things that you guys are doing? I guess we're almost halfway through 2022 at this point. What are some of the, the projects you guys are excited about this year? Yeah, so you know, some some things have been a little bit limited this year with some of the uh, challenges we're all facing with uh, with, with inflation. Uh, just you know, the, one of the funnest things I think we have coming up for for Harps is we have a, a, a Produce for Kids Saturday program. Uh, and you know, while we participated in the Produce for Kids programs for for several years now, I think this is year six or seven. But uh, uh, we started. Uh, this last last year of doing a produce, we called it Produce for Kids Fridays last year. We moved it to Saturday this year. Uh, and so for all of our sponsors of that great program, uh, we, we do one day special Saturday ads, uh, which we, we just sell the item cheap, build nice big displays. Uh, but it gets even funner than that because uh, the Produce for Kids or the Healthy Family Project has supplied shirts for not only my produce managers, but for every uh, staff member that we have in produce. So on Saturdays, uh, the uh, the whole staff wears these great uh, produce for kids uh, giving back shirts, uh, which they really enjoy. Uh, they, you would be surprised uh, how much a shirt will, will get people excited. But uh, uh, so, you know, with the shirt and the big display and we have special signage for the items that, that highlights uh, produce for kids and the sponsor. And then we also have what we call healthy bucks. Uh, and that's a it's a it's a dollar that we've created with a with a PLU trigger code on it. Uh, so it's a dollar for the dollar off of, of any produce in the department. Uh, and so what we encourage our produce managers and produce staff to do on Saturdays is to hand those out to kids uh, with mom's permission, of course, uh, before we just start handing out suckers. But um, so you know the kids can get any a dollar off of any produce in the store. 
so, and then we have uh, uh, some other some other fun stuff going on with uh, uh, trying to trying to educate uh, the the children and their moms, and and we direct them to the website, which is really great because it promotes healthy eating and gives mom a great uh, a resource to, to cook healthy meals. Uh, and so we think it's really fun uh, and, and, and it you know, generates some sales and excitement in the department. The department, uh, the produce managers uh, get really, really into it. And, uh, you know, we collect pictures and they just have a blast. And so yeah, that's one of the funnest things that we've got coming up. And it'll go from Memorial Day weekend uh, all the way to Labor Day weekend every Saturday. Very cool. Well, and as, as you alluded to, it sounds like a great way not only to create excitement for your shoppers, but I, I bet that's a fun, I bet that's something that really amps up the engagement among your teams in the stores there too. There, there's a lot of competition between our produce managers. Uh, so they're always trying to outdo each other. Uh, so that, that gets really fun uh, on Saturdays. And, uh, you know, like I said, as well as the, just the, I don't know, the camaraderie of putting the shirt on and getting out there and, and getting involved. Uh, with, with the shoppers and getting, you know, communicating and just having a good time and spreading that message about eating healthy uh, is, is really important, we think. And so it really just drives that engagement. Uh, so it's, it's really a blast. I mean, I enjoy uh, putting on my shirt and getting out there with them a little, little, little bit and, and having a good time. So it's really, it's really fun. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear there's still some, some fun being had. You referenced it earlier, but Inflation, labor shortages. There have been a few hard things this year, too, of course. Well, um, I would just say that it just with every, as everybody knows, the last two and a half years have been very challenging. Uh, so, you know, my, my favorite thing uh, that I think I learned during COVID was just to say I don't know a lot because um, there were some things I just didn't know. Uh, and I always think that's a valid answer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it has gotten, I guess you could say, better. Uh, with with the COVID situation, I think in in, in some aspects, um, you know what what you know the backside of it is is is, is the inflation, and, and that is um, that's a tough one, uh, you know. And so it's something I I've been doing this for thirty five years, and I don't think I've ever seen inflation as bad as it is today. Um, you know, fueled by freight uh, and labor shortages, not only at retail but uh, on the production side, uh, packing side, just everybody's facing the same the same challenges and it does make it tough. Uh, you know, there's, there's price increases every day. So, um, that's, that's been a tough one. And we, we have, um, we've had a lot of team meetings on that. Uh, and, and we've come up with a little bit of a plan of how we're going to get through it. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, without going into too many details, um, I would say that the way that we're trying to fight inflation is just being smarter. Um, and so we've gone back and, you know, the team that I have around me is very, very skilled and very good at their jobs and very good at uh, controlling shrink. But uh, our, our go-to plan right now is to try to reduce shrink even more to, to keep the compressed margins from being so um, reflective on a P&L, uh, which I think a lot of people can understand. Uh, and, you know, we've been doing that by better allocation, uh, better display building. Uh, and I say better display building that uh, if any of my guys are out there, guys and gals hear that, they, they build great displays. But what we've been focusing on, focusing on is what are we putting on display? Uh, and, you know, when, you, when you've got four or five promotional spots in the department to push seasonal items, what's that mix look like? And so we've been doing a lot of research on that, of trying to mix gross margin items and 
sales-driven items. Uh, a lot of times, and especially over the last two years, you haven't had to worry about that a lot. You just put it out there, build nice displays, and people come and get it. So, um, But right now, we've been trying to really blend that mix a little bit to try to keep some margin in the department because it's been um, uh, been hard to, to maintain the same gross margin uh, mix overall that we've we've been accustomed to. Uh, and, you know, if we can cut a little bit on shrink, blend that margin a little bit on our display, spe- display spots. And then, uh, you know, the last thing I alluded to was allocation, proper allocation in, the, in, in departments. And uh, that's something I'm a big uh, proponent of. Uh, and I think it, if, if we get the proper allocation on the department, the produce managers will make better orders uh, because their job, and, and it's, an eight, it's an eight in all of them, they're going to order to fill the department. Uh, and if you have, you know, misallocated items, then you're, you're not going to order right. So we have been really digging into that with a fine-tooth comb. I know our, our, our field staff looks at that on every visit uh, and, and makes, you know, looking at just little bitty things, just trying to make sure that the space allocation is proper. And so that's been the way we've really gone uh, after the, the situation that we're in because it has been tough. And uh, once again, like I said earlier, I don't, I, I said, I don't know a lot and, uh, just, you know, two and a half months ago, I'd have to say, you know, when the when my staff looked at me and said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know, <laughs> but we're going to we're going to figure it out. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we got together and made a plan. Uh, and that's how we've been attacking uh, the, the inflation, uh, which is which is still really tough. And I mean, I hope it gets better. I don't I'm not an economist. You know, I hope it does. But it, it doesn't look like in the near future that that will that it will subside. So, uh, but, you know. Your other question was was about labor, uh, and that has been, once again, I think better uh, than it has been in the in the past uh, uh, two years, a little bit, uh, but still not good. Uh, and I know I've joked with some suppliers, and they said, "Well, I'm sorry, you know, we we can't get you your load for a couple of days." And I well, don't worry about it. I don't have anybody to put it out anyway. So, <laughs> so. Uh, you know, but uh, it has gotten somewhat better. But to, to say we're fully staffed, I would have to say that that is no uh, to, to this point. And mm-hmm. we've gone to some uh, uh, where we used to just have an online application process. We, we've gone back to, to being able to hire off the street. So if somebody comes in and we go do a quicker, uh, I guess, vetting process and interview process. And so we've done that and it's helped some. Uh, and then, you know, wages have been to key, uh, everybody can can get a little bit more on the wage side now. So we've had to raise some wages to, to keep, especially what we deem as critical staff, uh, to make sure that we keep the the people that are really have been with us for a long time and even through COVID, because those were some tough those tough two years. If you made it through that, um, you know it was you're 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 doing a good job, and we want to keep you. So. Um, we've, we've had some challenges there just like everybody, but, uh, I think they're getting somewhat better. Um, and we'll just have to keep plugging away at it. So it's, it's been tough. So I, I, I will throw you one nugget in there is that I, uh, you know, as, sitting in my position, I have to be in charge of, of payroll or, or in the labor that we use each week. And before COVID, I used to run a report and I would send it to the merchandising staff and say, Hey, we got, you know, you've got two or three stores that are over on labor uh, and in the past year that has flipped to where the report I send out now is are you sure that this store has enough help because their labor was, you know, 4% under what they were budgeted. I mean, and I usually ask the question, did any, 
was was anybody there last week? Did, did somebody, you know? <laughs> so uh, we still have some stores like that, but it does seem like it's getting uh, subsiding somewhat, you know, and uh, hopefully it will just continue to get better. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing all, on both those, Mike. I know that's something that, that folks are seeing across the industry. I know when, as I travel around to different places, I see the help wanted and apply inside signs in front of every grocery store, right, as, as I go around to different parts of the country. And uh, I was curious because I know a lot of the a lot of kind of the the longer term things that we typically associate, you know, with with good retention practices like training and professional development. Like, can you can you do any of that right now with, you know, when it's it's hard to just have enough folks to kind of keep things running like you want them to be running? Or, or how do you guys approach that part of it? Well, I would say, you know, you're exactly right. It, it gets tougher. Uh, and we have a we have a great leadership program uh, at Harps and, um, uh, you know, it's called Harps University. And uh, we did suspend it for about a year uh, because you just simply couldn't you get people in a room together. Uh, and then also you just, when they left, if they left the store, there was nobody to replace. So, uh, that we have brought that back. Uh, and so that, you know, the one thing that we really haven't done as much, we've got a, a little bit of that educational stuff going on in their smaller groups, but we used to have, you know, quarterly meetings and not only in the produce department, but in the bakery deli and the meat department and, and grocery and, uh, where you get together and do some educational stuff that, uh, has has not returned yet for us uh, full scale anyway. Uh, but what we what we have, you know, the, the one thing that sometimes comes out of of uh, stressful situations like we've been through is is ways to get around it. And so uh, we always had conference calls with with, with our districts, um, and we have we have seven of those. And uh, so each merchandiser will have a had a, had a, had a call before. Now we we replace that with Zoom calls. Uh, and so they, they get on the Zoom calls and they talk every Monday. Uh, and what we've taken with that opportunity is to not only go over pertinent information that is, you know, is now and this week and, you know, here's what we need to be doing, is that we have been reaching out to our suppliers, uh, our, our vendors and, and grower packer shippers and, and getting videos uh, and still trying to educate uh, through the Zoom. Uh, so and keep, the, keep them engaged. Um, and we started that about two years ago, uh, and, and that's really worked well. Uh, that really, on our end, started with me uh, with uh, with Vidalia Onions because I was really afraid that with our uh, younger produce management staff, we just keep getting younger out there, and uh, that somebody would walk into a store that's my age and go, "Where when when are the Vidalia Onions going to be here?" And, and all I kept thinking was, "Well, one of my produce managers is going to say, what's a Vidalia Onion?'" And, and so, you know, we reached out to, to Schumann Farms and they, they gave us some great videos. And then we followed that up with some other ones with cherries and sage and chalon and uh, apples and even pumpkin. So it, we've been trying to educate that way. Uh, and then I, I think we'll get back into to in-person quarterly or, or semi-quarterly, you know, kind of meetings at some point very soon in the fall. Uh, I do know we're going to have our year our year end meeting that we all get together as a group for the first time since 2019 this year. So uh, we, we use that as an opportunity, to not only uh, recognize great performances, but to also educate the whole group when we get together. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, and then one more thing on the inflation side, I, I know it's something that, you know, consumers are talking about it's on the news, all those kind of things. 
is that something that that you all as an organization like if if somebody comes up and asks somebody in a produce department hey why are these more expensive is is that you know how do you guys approach that conversation or or do you have those conversations or or kind of wh- where's that at you know with that relationship with the customers well you know one thing that i, I you know that we do and, and i'm not sure on the other departments i guess you could say but i know what we do in, in, in the area that i'm responsible for and that's, i share market reports uh with the staff uh we uh-huh. i have a I have my weekly newsletter that I send out to the entire the entire uh, company, and it, it covers everything from seasonality. But the end of it, I mean, I talk about weather because I think it's an important important thing. That, you know, here, here's the forecast coming up. Here's what you can expect. But I also include, uh, and I've renamed it from just market reports to market supply chain uh, because there's lots of things that affect it. So we communicate that so that they when, when the when they our produce managers do get asked uh, that they have some information that they can either refer to or they hopefully have read and uh, can, can convey to the customers. So that's been the best way I know how to do it. Uh, not everything you, you hear on the news is true sometimes, but, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the produce manager has to know a little bit about why each commodity may have a struggle at the time. Uh, and, and a lot of times, and I know companies like Dole, when they run into to production problems due to staff shortages, they'll send letters out. And we communicate that all the way down to the produce manager and hopefully into, into their staff as well. And, and that way they're, they're educated and they're not just going, well, I don't know, or yeah, it's higher. You know, I mean, we try to give them some sort of uh, information to, to convey on to the consumer. That's awesome. That is so cool that you guys are, are equipping them with that so that they can answer those questions. I know um, at uh, being at, at IFPA's brainstorm this last week, there was a lot of conversation about, you know, what what's on consumers' mind, and of course, inflation and food prices are, are up there at the top, right? So uh, that's that's very cool that you guys are getting them ready to be able to, you know, engage in an intelligent and, and resourceful way with those folks. Well, I mean, we need to because the consumers can get worried, uh, and and you know, I personally answer every customer comment card that we get regarding produce, and I've seen some. Some very concerned customers, and and you know, we, we I answer those every one of those with a phone call, uh, and so it's it's uh, you, you have to explain to people what the situation that we're in, and sometimes things are just expensive, and you know you hate to say that, but I mean it's uh, uh, and it, it can be driven by lots of things. You know, I mean I, I think the you know, fuel prices are definitely uh, causing the the bulk of it, but then there's also the the lack of production uh, in some cases that really. Sometimes maybe the consumer doesn't understand and all they see is the, is the end price. If you can, usually with anything, if you can tell somebody why they're going to walk away with a better, uh, better feeling and, and a better understanding of what everybody's going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the story that I always share on that, Mike, was my grandparents said to me not too long ago, they said, well, you know, apples are, they just seem like they're so expensive anymore. And I said, let me tell you about H2A programs and pallet shortages at the time and, you know, freight going crazy. And you you could kind of see the light bulb go on, right? That They're like, oh, well, you know, okay, that that makes a little more sense now, right? <laughs> well, when you when you see cost increases go across the entire the entire chain from from from, you know, planning it to, to picking it, to packing it, to selling it, to, uh, because, you know, that's the thing too, that with, with us, with our retail stores, you know, I mean, uh, you know, energy goes up too. So our, you know, our light bills higher, you know, and then we're paying more wages. And so at some point um, we have to, we have to stay in business a little bit. Yes. So, uh, 
Uh, and that's just, that's the same way all the way backwards. You know, everybody has to charge a little bit more when you pay a little more. And you mentioned that you answer every one of those comment cards for, for produce, Mike, how long have you been doing that? Oh, since I've, uh, since I've had this position, uh, even when I was, I guess, before I got promoted to, I did it ever since I've been, uh, uh, at the director level and, and, and I was probably answering a few of them even before I got promoted. So. Why, what, what made that something that, that made it to, uh, to, to your list? Like you said, there, there's no shortage of, of things to do for you. What, what made that a priority for you? That was, a um, one thing and we just think that's very important that if a, if a customer, um, takes the time to give you a, uh, I guess, I guess I have to say the word complaint, uh, but, uh, uh, if they give you some feedback, maybe that's a better word, yeah. um, that, that they've taken the time to tell you what their problem is. Um, some people won't complain, and I would rather have a complaint so I can fix that. Uh, if they don't complain, I don't know we had a problem. So uh, we think it's very important that for any feedback like that, that we contact that customer uh, and see what uh, the problem is, get the full story, see what was going on, and then go try to uh, resolve that issue and, and make sure that we retain them as a customer because they're why we're here. Mm-hmm. I imagine you've had a lot of good conversations come out of that over the years. Luckily, you know, I mean, with the, with the amount of stores that we have and, and being open, you know, from six in the morning until 10 at the night, you know, in, in most locations, uh, we don't get a lot of, of bad ones. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been good to, to not have to have not to, have to answer a ton of them. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we average a, couple, three uh, a month that I, that I usually address. Uh, so, but yeah, I've learned some things from some consumers uh, and I, and I've helped educate some consumers too. Uh, I, I think I had the same conversation. I think you had with your uh, grandparents with a, with a customer that was really upset about uh, the price of our local honey going up. And, oh. you know, uh, she was very, she was very, very upset. And she even understood that meat going up was okay, but honey, was not okay. And, and when I explained to her that we had actually taken three price increases uh, before we ever moved up on the price and then explained to her how much it cost and stuff. We're not, we're not getting, I'm getting rich on this item. And, you know, but it, it, that conversation went great and she, she walked away from it, you know, being uh, uh, understanding a little bit more. So uh, those are always usually great conversations. Uh, I would say 99% of them always end well. Uh, you know, there's, there's always one or so that, you know, sometimes you can't make happy, but we, we try to avoid that as much as we can. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned, uh, as we started talking uh, today, Mike, that summer here is, is just around the quarter. I know you guys have the produce for kids Saturdays. You mentioned what other kind of stuff are you excited about for, for this upcoming season? The, uh, the glory days of, of produce coming up in summer. Oh, wow. Well, every- Everything. I mean, I, I love I love summer. Um, uh, you know, with all the, the great products we get to sell, I, I will say you know we you know, got a mix of inflation in there, and then some of the crop challenges. I think this year, you know, the cherry crop looks very challenging. Um, you know, watermelons with freight seem to be a little bit of a uh, maybe a, a price point issue going into this year, and I uh, I think you know the, the the South Carolina peach crop got hurt a little bit too. So so Mother Nature's going to throw some stuff at us, uh, but that just means we have to be a little bit better. Uh, but we, um, you know, we, we do something called a, uh, an attack plan for the summer. Uh, and so we have uh, a, a big, uh, what's well, about a six or eight page uh, item breakdown, commodity breakdown that we sit in the stores and uh, try to get them excited about it. 
so we, I mean, we're, we're excited about all the good summer fruit and, you know, we're getting into Arkansas and where we're at in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Kansas. It's the local season just starting. Uh, we just started getting some local products in this week and uh, that will just get stronger uh, as the season goes along. So we're, we're excited about, you know, all, all the great summer uh, items that we have coming, uh, you know, from our, our South Carolina peach program. Uh, we, we, we are a Lorianne peach um, um, provider in our area. Uh, and that's a great eating peach. And, uh, Amaze corn. We just started that a couple of weeks ago, and which is awesome. I don't. I hope I'm not giving plugs to some people here, but uh, you know, those are those are two of our favorite programs, and they're they're exclusive to us in our markets, and uh, our customers really respond to them. And you know, we we, we started doing some uh, doing some business with and partnered up with Family Tree Farms uh, last year, and they've got some of the most amazing uh, fruits, uh, that, that, that I've ever seen. And, you know, I think we, we sold more apricots in a month last year than we did the entire previous year, uh, you know, with some tote bag programs on that. And, uh, so those are some of the things that are just really great. And then we'll get into Arkansas watermelons in, in, in June, which, uh, you know, I'm biased. Uh, and so, but, but Arkansas watermelons are really good. And I guess another, there's so many great items, but Arkansas tomatoes are such a, a uh, huge part uh, of, of our tomato category from June until usually about the first week or so of July. Best tasting tomato out there. Okay. I mean, I can sit over the sink with some salt and, and get sick almost, but um, so those are some of the highlights, you know, that those are the things that just really, um, you know, get you up, get you going in the morning, get you want to be out there in the stores and see, uh, uh, see those great items in the store. So, so it's a lot of fun and, and uh, exciting. Very neat. And you mentioned family tree farms and the success you guys had with, with them last year was how, how did you all get connected originally? Had you been working with them for years or did you, did you guys come to, to have a partnership more recently? Yeah. So it's our second year with family tree farms. And, and of course, you know, I had known the, uh, the Kingsburg organization. They're, they're a little bit almost connected. You know, I think there's some, some relations there, but uh, uh, you know, one thing that we had noticed and actually, uh, with a couple of my colleagues uh, at, at a couple of other organizations. Um, it's actually with uh, uh, Rob Ybarra and uh, Price Mabry when they were at Rouse's at Homeland. Uh, and one thing when we, we, we talked, uh, and we talk a lot, is that uh, our, our soft fruit or stone fruit categories had just been peaches for the most part. That was the, you know, there was too much of the, um, uh, of the, of the pie chart was on peaches and how do we get back to selling nectarines and, apricots and plum cots and uh, donut peaches and all that good stuff. So we actually had uh, associated wholesale grocers. Uh, we had a soft fruit summit. And so we brought in about, I, I want to say it was eight to 10 different companies. And we all had a zoom call took most of the day. And then, so everybody, you know, got their pitch and then we, uh, uh, we, we were all, I think going to try to choose the same person. I think we all ended up choosing a different one, but uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we were happy with our decision and uh, they've been a really great partner with Family Tree Farms. And we saw uh, the results we wanted last year. We sold more nectarines. We sold more uh, white flesh. Uh, we sold donut peaches like I'd never seen us. And then the apricots were a star uh, of, of that program last year. And our plum cots, uh, we did a good job. And we, but we kind of fine tuned it by the end of the season. And I think we'll have an amazing year in that, in that category this year, that item. Uh, so it's been a, uh, been a really fun process and uh, we found a really great partner with those uh, with that organization 
Wow, that's amazing. So you guys actually connected with them for at least this this current iteration of the partnership during during the COVID timeframe, it sounds like. Yes, it was, it was a year ago. Probably, I think it was about a year in, uh, I want to say it was last March. Uh, oh. You know, a year ago, March, when we, when we had our summit. Wow, that is that is too cool. How it, It's always really neat to me, Mike, to hear kind of the stories of how even amid these really interesting, difficult conditions that we've had, you know, since 2020, to see the ways that people continue to innovate and continue to grow their businesses, you know, despite being in sort of a survival mode here and there with some of these different factors. It's, uh, you know, it's been challenging. Like what, like you said, that the, some, of the, some of the things that come out of COVID, um, it just, it just, you have to innovate. Uh, and that's what, what I think everybody in the produce industry knows. And I think we're really probably better than, than any other part of the, of the grocery business is that we know how to uh, innovate and adapt. Uh, I, think, I think one of the funnest things I remember in the early days of COVID is the other departments were talking about they were getting outed on products. And I remember sitting in a meeting and going, we've been getting out on products for a long time because there's all, you know, there can be a crop delay. There can be, you know, there, you know, mother nature could get cold. You don't get it for two weeks when you wanted it or, uh, you know, you know, whether it could rain. And so I said, you know, y'all aren't used to it. We're, we're used to that because we, and we know that if we don't get something in, we have to innovate and adapt to replace those sales and replace the, um, you know, the, the, the spot out there in the department to, to make the department still run without a, without a big hole in it. So. Yeah. Well, and speaking of kind of making adjustments as the as the condition changed, you mentioned cherries a little bit earlier, and and I've heard conversation on cherries o- over the last week from other folks as well. How do you kind of help folks see that as still a like a budget viable item when inflation is a factor this year? Right? Do you adjust pack sizes? Like, what are some of the the ways that you've thought about to to maybe reduce the potential sticker shock when, when sometimes that per pound price is a little higher than, than maybe we'd like it ideally. Well, my, my first thought was just to stick it next to a <laughs> stick, stick it next to a bucket of ice cream that's nine ninety nine out there and go, Hey, this is a better deal, but I, you know, we can't really do that. But uh, uh, so, you know, we'll, we will probably reduce the size of our displays a little bit. Um, you can't really replace the sales on cherries. Uh, they're, they're, they're impulse. Um, you know, I, mean, I I, I've been guilty of trying to replace sales on some items that just aren't replaceable, and that's one of them. So uh, we'll we'll probably shift uh, a little bit and maybe try to offer something that isn't as much of a sticker shock. And uh, we usually that's a front of the store or front of the uh, front of the department item. Um, that doesn't look like it will happen until probably uh, July. I mean, I think the the prices will be promotable in July. I don't think we'll see them until then. But I mean, I'm I'm hoping. Uh, I think it needs to. I think they need some warmer weather out there, um, and that's what you know. Once again, going back to the consumer, if if you don't know it, they, I mean, it hasn't been warm in the Northwest, and and that snowstorm, uh, you know, and that those colder temperatures really really uh, affected the early the early cherries. So we'll probably have a little gap, and then uh, they'll come back and be high, and then hopefully you know July will be okay. But we'll just have to adjust as far as. Um, the placement of where we put that, you know, once you, once you get somebody in the department, the sticker shot maybe isn't as, as great as maybe seeing that as your first item. You don't want to, you don't want to start off high because then everything's high mm-hmm. if you do that. So it would just have to kind of play it by ear. Um, I, I know that there's some companies out there that have uh, two of our partners. Uh, and I think Sage has got the, the a top seal uh, two pound box this year, but you know, whether that will, 
materialize with with the crop. I'm not sure, but you know we we will ex- explore different packaging. But for right now, uh, just selling them in the in the in the bag is probably uh, still just going to be the most viable way to do it. I think your idea of next to the the nine ninety nine ice cream is a great idea. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and if there's produce directors out there, even produce managers, I mean, I know that. Um, Every year when cherries come out and they're high, produce managers do not want to order them because they see the price on them and they'll never sell it. And so that is one way I've explained it over the years is that you need cherries as soon as they come out. You don't have to order 20 cases, but you need some cherries and, and, and well, they're high. I want to go over to the grocery aisle and see what a bag of chips is now. It's like $5.99. So, I mean, for the value, it's still there and, and you've got to think of it that way instead of not Instead of thinking of it as just well, it's six nine out of pound. Well, okay, you look at the stuff in the in the center store, and it's this is healthier for you. So, uh, you know, we 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 we've broken that barrier with most of our produce managers, where they know now to, to bring them in. But <laughs> if you if we could find a way to, to merchandise them next to some some really expensive grocery items, I think we I think we ought to we ought to all explore that. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mike, I think let's see here. I think that's about all I had for you today. Anything else that you're particularly excited about for the rest of the year and or my classic question, anything I should have mentioned that I didn't or anything else that you would like to add? So um, let me just look at my notes there real quick. Um, I mean, there's, you know, we're just excited about summer. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing I will say that I, I think that if, if you ask me if there's anything that I have a, a platform for or a, um, a passion for and I think it's something in this industry that that we need to be thankful for and I think that you know I think sometimes produce managers and field workers sometimes in our industry are overlooked uh underappreciated and sometimes even underpaid I think so uh I think we all you know have a big thanks for for those two segments of our industry we we get caught in the middle sometimes and you know a good produce manager can make the make a world of difference it's a really tough job and uh, I think we all know that that getting the fruit out of the fields uh, is a very, very tough job. Uh, and so I think both of those segments of our industry, you know, need uh, need some recognition sometimes because uh, I think they're both underappreciated sometimes, almost forgotten. And uh, I know I don't get into the fields as much as I get into the stores, but I would tell you that my produce managers um, are, are so important to me. And that's the reason I get out of bed in the morning uh, is, to, is to serve them uh, and to help them be as efficient uh, at their job and as educated as they can be at their job and have fun at the same time. So, Awesome. Well, I think all those other elements you mentioned contribute to the fun. I think the the more you know and the more you feel like you can be a resource for your shoppers out there, I, I think that makes it better. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I'm guessing you've you've seen that to be the case as well. I, th- I think it helps your culture. You know, I think it does. I mean, I think, and I think that is, uh, uh, I think you can feel that when you walk into a store. Uh, or walk into a department. I think if you uh, uh, if you have a good staff that's educated, uh, well treated, and well taken care of, uh, that that you know if you, I, I can tell by the when I walk into a department whether it's running smoothly by the way the associates talk, walk, uh, you know the speed of, the, of of their work, the the smile on their face. So uh, you know you can feel that that energy and that 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 good vibe. You know, so that's I think that's important. I think the customer can pick up on that too. Absolutely. Well, Mike, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for visiting me here today on on the Produce Retail Podcast. And we thank everybody for listening as well. We've gotten to have all kinds of fun discussions on here. Everything from like we were talking about 
seasonality to the, the big issues of the day, inflation and the labor shortages and those sorts, sorts of things, merchandising, all kinds of fun stuff here. So thank you again, Mike, and we'll see everybody again next week on the Produce Retail Podcast. Thank you, Ashley. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me today.